Well, hello there. Episode 42 of Sobriety Uncensored brought to you by our lovely partners, Spindrift at Drink Spindrift on social, spindrift.com, Sobriety Uncensored, all one word, cap locks, I think. Right, Jenna? Jenna, how are you? I'm great. Did we ever figure I'm out great. if it's cap locks or not cap locks? We didn't, but I just like to scream a coupon code. So I think coupon codes are typically um, all caps. All caps. Yeah. Scream it. Scream it, bitches. Rage it out. <laughs> Just rage it out. I mean, that's how I know if I'm in trouble. If I get an email or a comment that's in all caps, I know that yeah. they're, not, they're not messing Creamy. around. So I'm pretty yeah. sure to get your get your discount, um, you should scream it. Scream I'm it. I'm gonna start texting and emailing everything in like subscript <laughs> instead of all caps. <laughs> My duckling number one does that. She has some special app on her phone where she can change the font to be like super small. So it's almost like she's whispering something like, can I go over to Nick's house? I don't, yeah, I don't like it when people change the font. I think this is uh, funny and I'm dovetailing. We are going to continue with our frequently asked questions here in a minute, but I was reading a review of our podcast um, from a third party. And it was a good review, you know, where we were ranked in the top, whatever sober podcast of 2023. And which I think is cool because, you know, we just started this shit independently. And, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) on the negatives, it said, there's too much confusing banter about too many random things. It's, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard to track them sometimes because (laughs) they're all over the place. We get off track. We get off track and it's not always just about recovery, but can you imagine if all we did was talk about like, like really, that would be so intense. I don't take that. I, I take that as a compliment. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad, uh, slap you know on the wrist it was just kind of like if there was one thing to improve it would be like get to the point sooner (laughs) no no no. i'm not i'm not doing that but i have another i have another backhanded compliment for you okay oh god oh god so i recently got a comment on my tiktok um and the guy said i did block and bless this motherfucker okay just so you know but all right First, I got a good little laugh. I was very close to replying and say, thank you. But he said, you are like the female version of that douche from California. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best thing I ever heard. Yeah, that is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was I was on vacation looking Uh, at my comments and I was laughing out loud i was like this is this is arguably the best compliment i've ever gotten like the guy in the comments in on our podcast review right right (laughs) a couple of sober douches (laughs) yes well the coast to coast douches i do pick up some of your you know language and like you pick up some of mine (laughs) so i guess maybe we're just morphing into the same fucking person I mean, maybe it's part of the toxic positivity. I have no idea. But can I just tell you pers- on a personal level, the fact that you are the person that I used, you were like one of the, if not the first sober person I followed on the sober side of TikTok. And now, and now I'm getting this amazing compliment. So right? that's how I'm deciding to take it. I blocked and blessed him. I was very tempted to just be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> that's 
amazing. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. I always think it's funny when people come looking for you on mine because they're like, I can't I find Jenna anymore. And I'm like, well, you must have fucked with her. You must have crossed, <laughs> right, you, must have exactly. crossed the, you must have crossed the line because she's still there. Yeah. I think there was someone I saw someone comment on one of your TikToks and said something about me. Like I used to be able to see Jenna, but I don't know what happened. She disappeared. And I know exactly who this person was because they they kept fucking with me and I got tired of it. Block yeah. and bless, baby. Block and bless. Block and bless. But yeah, we're but I just wanted to let you know that compliment came through. Thank you. And I'm glad that they remembered what state I was from. I know, right? <laughs> like very detailed insult. Oh, people are just the best. The people humans. are the best. People get really, you know, irritated and agitated. And every once in a while, uh, especially on Instagram, I get a lot of direct messages and some of them can be real mean. And every once in a while, I just respond with total grace and it'll be interesting to get... Yeah. Sometimes I get an apology and then other times they just like triple down that I'm like the worst. And I'm like, why are you following me? And why are yeah. you taking your time to comment? Like something about my delivery really fucks with them. And I apologize, but you know, I am who I am. So yeah, you know, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. All right. FAQs part two. That's right. Um, I have a handful here. I'm okay. just going to start going through them if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. A lot of people ask in my comments if I've ever used medication, if I not ever, but if I used medication to help me get sober. And there's one med in particular, and I can't remember the name of it. It's Probably naltrexone. That's it. What's suboxone? That's for like opioids, right? Uh, I think so, suboxone? yes. Yeah. Naltrexone. Naltrexone is one of the medicines that can help reduce cravings um, early in sobriety. And I, it's not a medicine that I took. Um, I stuck to, you know, your basic, <laughs> what does that even fucking mean? Your basic, like your, your depression and anxiety starter pack, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from, from my doctor, but it's interesting to me Basics. that I don't think I was even offered that, um, as an option when I quit drinking and even going in and, and hallucinating, you know, and being like, I'm fucking yeah. wigging out. That right. wasn't even like something that was brought to my attention, which the more I've learned about detox, I'm like, well, fuck, that was pretty, mm. pretty dangerous. Mm. Um, yeah. But, but did you take any of that? You didn't take that medicine, did you? I didn't. And I will say this. Um, I, 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 Relatively speaking, what I've heard from other people, not just on TikTok, but in my community, my personal sober community, my uh, detox was pretty tame. I mean, I went through more of an emotional totally. <laughs> detox, and I talked about this on the TikTok Um I went through more of an emotional roller coaster where I was so, my emotions were so unpredictable. And I, I know we talked about rage in another episode, but I'm just talking about emotional ability. Like I, I didn't know what was going to come next. Things would make me cry. Things would make me ask. A lot of days I just felt flat. Um, I would be excited one minute and then anything could just set me into like, right. A, a, 
like an emotional breakdown, <laughs> but physically, um, and I didn't take anything for that. I, because I, throughout my life, I haven't had any underlying, I mean, let's be real. I think as human beings, most of us have some kind of underlying depression or anxiety, but right. maybe not to the point where we, um, want to take medication for it. Totally. And, I do have uh, an anti-anxiety medication, but that was prescribed a long time ago. And I don't really like to take it because it it makes me tired. It makes me too sleepy or like zoned out or like, and that's the point that's to kind of numb your. Yeah. To bring you back to baseline. Yeah. But as far as physical, you know, symptoms as a nurse, I've seen plenty of people on a variety of medications, like some heavy hitters. I'm talking about people that are, um, you know, have poisoned themselves to the point of like some major chronic health issues. That's different. Right. But, um, but when it comes to that short term, um, I guess I don't want to say fix, but the short-term option, like something like naltrexone, like you're talking about, I never used it. I've heard people have a lot of success from it though. A lot of success. And I can't speak like on any kind of professional level. I don't think either of us really. No, I can't speak on medical. We're not doctors. This is an advice, but I would say (laughs) that what's really important is to have a courageous conversation with your doctor. Absolutely. That's the key. And that is, that is, I think the key that unlocks whether or not you need medicine or what the medicines are, but um, the minimization, even that I probably went in with on that first day, still in denial is probably part of the reason I didn't walk away with any medicine for detox. Right. Mm, Because I was right. Just expressing a lot of anxiety. I did say that I, you know, had some hallucinations, but Nothing, but I was like, I'm fine now. It hasn't happened again. I'm good. You know, Mm -hmm. I tried to like really calm it down. So that was sort of like a medium honesty conversation. If a full send honest conversation with your medical practitioner is the only way to know, because Mm -hmm. what I do know from research and reading and talking to people is detox is really dangerous. So it's, it's not something that you should just like risk trying if you're like, I was a heavy daily drinker. So I went to my doctor and set up a plan of like what to look for, what to check for, what to do. Right. But I was not on any of the other medication that I get asked a lot about is antabuse. Um, and mm. antabuse is a medication that makes you sick instantly if mm. you drink alcohol. So you take it and for 24 hours, I think you, if you have any alcohol, you're going to get violently ill. Oh my God. Violently ill. And so it's like a deal breaker. It's like, you're having a craving. You take the pill, you physically, you know, if you have any alcohol, you're going to get so sick. It helps you build days and get Mm -hmm. the alcohol out of your system. That's the other question. That's the other medication that people ask me a lot about that. I also have not taken, but I do know people who have taken it successfully. And I've also known people who have taking it just like just in case but mm. um again i'm not a doctor and i don't know the ins and outs of either of these medications other than yeah. that they exist in people that i know have taken them right yeah don't you think there's a, there is an element of wanting success like it's not like okay my my you know 
my family had an intervention, for example, and I'm going to go to rehab and blah, blah, blah. And I'll take this med. Like, don't you think there's a level of commitment, mental commitment that it takes for someone to be successful in medication like that? Otherwise they're just going to. Yeah. Well, I think the medication can just be, first of all, I think you, yeah, you have, you, you can stop drinking for other people, but you can only be sober for yourself. So I think that when you finally decide for you that you're going to stop drinking. Um, you should utilize as many tools as you think are relevant and appropriate and approachable for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that could include mm-hmm. medication to be successful, right. but if you're just going to go through, it's not a magic pill. I don't right. think, I don't think either of these yeah. are just like, Oh, I'm just going to take this one pill and then uh, right. everything's mm-hmm. going to be glorious. And I'm never going to yeah. have a craving. I'm never going to have to go through all of the grieving of giving up alcohol and finding out what my new life on the other side of booze looks like. Mm-hmm. like all of that is super intense. Um, and there's no one pill, at least that I know of. <laughs> and if there is, can someone go ahead and drop Tell it in us. the comments? Yeah, because I don't we'll know. We'll put it in it. the show notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes, but I don't <laughs> think there is a magic, a magic pill. Um, and finally, the other um question that I've been asked on the medication front is about mushrooms. Hmm. Are, are you getting any are you getting any hits about mushrooms? Or I guess I'm getting I more recommend recommendations. Yeah, I have. Well, people will ask me how I feel about uh, weed. Yeah. You know, like, is that a deal breaker kind of thing? Um, and I have had a couple questions about mushrooms, but I haven't really entertained and either of those things because it doesn't really apply to me. I, I can't right. speak from any level of experience. I, I mean, can only, I, neither can I. And I just know, I think mushrooms are having a moment right now. Yeah. And, and they don't even call them mushrooms. They call them something else, like some fancy name, you know, to make them sound like, like Philistines. fungus. Or, no, they call them like some, they call them by their like actual name, I think. Oh, like you know? genus and species kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. They get fucking, they get out their old biology book from 10th grade and they fucking God. scroll just through. Just call it a mushroom for just, God's sakes. But mushrooms, I think, was was the first drug that I ever did when I was in high school, and mm. um, and I was tripping balls for like hours on hours and hours. <laughs> so the answer is like I have an association with mushrooms that is not not good, not no bueno. So I uh, I don't, and I talk. I've been talking more and more on my page about my ongoing kind of struggles with depression and anxiety. So a lot of people are suggesting that to me, huh. but, um, that's not something Does it have that kind of effect on people. It helps them with anxiety. I, I, and depression. I guess, I guess it does. Um, so people, a lot of people have been suggesting mushrooms and weed to me, but I just don't want to diversify my portfolio to involve more potential landmines for me. Agreed. Yeah. And that's, but I, but I also answer it with what I firmly believe. And I know you believe this too. I'm kind of speaking for you, but people should do whatever they want. Agreed on that whatever, too. Yes. Whatever works for them. Mm-hmm. Like so. I even stopped, I went through a, a time of having energy drinks because I felt like it was almost like, not that there's anything wrong with those, but it was like my little treat. You know right. what I mean? Uh-huh. And I even, you know, had a couple while I was on the TikTok and, um, and even that, even that now I'm kind of like, mm, like, 
what are you searching for? Like I, I, I've been diving a little deeper on correct my goal with getting an energy drink. I don't need extra energy. I have no, plenty of no. fucking natural <laughs> yeah. energy. Yeah, you don't, you don't need an energy drink. Right. Like physically, I don't need it. But there's something about like, ooh, like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like those little, I've only done, drank these a couple times, but admittedly, I have oh, the gotten five those hour. little five-hour energy. So oh yeah, God, like at yeah. the Wawa checkout line, you're <laughs> yeah. like, I'll just grab one of these little guys. And like I do it like I don't a even shot. want to know what's in that. I, yeah, I mean, please, chemicals, <laughs> magic, Alcheraeus, <laughs> but um, yeah, chemical magic. But there was something I think more um, subconsciously. I felt like a little bit naughty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. ooh, I'm gonna de- you know have this energy drink. It's all full of shit, and I'm gonna drink it. And I'm gonna feel all buzzy. I didn't. Right. Didn't feel buzzy. All it did was make me not be able to sleep very well. (laughs) Yeah. Because those things do last. I mean, you don't realize it, but they stay in your system for a while. And I think that was just like a grab for me, like a temporary thing. And and I had to really decide, all right, what is your intent here? You don't need this. It's not really doing anything good for your health. I mean, there's plenty of things. I don't do everything healthy in life, but when it comes to something like that, I'm like, hmm. Nah, like, what's the point? It, right. It, Do you want to know something really disappointing? Yeah. I've gone to decaf coffee. Oh, <gasps> Daniel. After, I know. In the like after, right now? Well, in the morning, I'll have regular coffee. But then after that, I go to decaf coffee. I'm in shock. I know. It's embarrassing. But it's this because really, it's, it's, it's one of the things that I'm doing. To, <laughs> it's one of the things I'm doing to try to manage my anxiety. Okay. And also like, that makes sense. and also to your point, like, what is the point or what am, what is the end goal? What am I trying to accomplish here Mm. by having like another double shot of espresso at like 4 PM or yeah. Yeah. You know, like happy hour trying to give myself like that lift that like Mm -hmm. replacement buzz or whatever. It just, it was backfiring because it was making Mm -hmm. me super elevated. And I'm like talking to my psychiatrist and I'm like, I just can't relax. And she's like, well, how, how much, like how much coffee are you drinking? And I'm like, well, I have like probably three cups a day. But when I say a cup, I mean, I mean, we have an espresso machine that makes like this, like dynamite coffee in a cup mm. is two shots of espresso and water. And it's like a full coffee cup worth of it's mm. like an Americano basically. Right. And so I'm having three of those bitches every day. Yeah. And I will say that my body knows the difference in the anxiety department between like decaf and regular because I've felt particularly less anxious, mm. but um, it, it tastes the same. Right. So yeah. I'm like, I still have my decaf coffee at 4 PM, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's like kind of embarrassing. I'm just saying, yeah, well, don't be embarrassed. It's all right. Listen, you, you should flip that and be like, yeah, I'm rocking the fucking decaf. I That's don't need right. all this shit in my system. It's a crutch and I'm getting rid of that bitch. Right. right? And yeah. And it might have a little bit of a placebo effect for all, you know, like I talk about my SPKs, like, I don't know if they actually got rid of cravings for me or an itch or helps with my, you know, um, anxiety in the moment, you know, I, I don't fucking know, but whether (laughs) they did or not, you know, I'm saying like, as far as research or like legit, like, yes, it did this or no, it did not. I don't care. I created probably a placebo effect. Yeah. 
in my head about it. And, and that's exactly what coffee is. Yeah, exactly. And coffee so is for we, me. But I would always wonder why sober people drank so much coffee until I got sober. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it now. And I you were smoking now. cigarettes too, weren't you? Well, a little, little nicotine early on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Vaping. vaping. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I that's got, the thing. We we look for so, we look for something to make us feel a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, and it, try to give you again. What is the intention? It's like, well, you could call it harm reduction. You could call it like mm-hmm. chasing a buzz. Whatever right. you want to, ha- however mm-hmm. you want to spin it. It's not mm-hmm. wasn't good for me. Have I ever told you the story about how I got caught? What vaping? Yeah. Oh, no tell please tell oh, oh my god this is by who oh by by the man Whole by my family? wife by everyone oh. yes so <laughs> i specifically remember um when my wife was going to like an overnight baby shower uh bef- i don't know what you call that before our third son was born she rented this hotel room with all of her girlfriends and they went out and i was all by myself Mm-hmm. all by myself. And I'm like, and I was like kind of freaking out, like real itchy. I'm totally alone. I'm this. So I fucking, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't DoorDash, but what's the other one that you can do? Like, um, it's not Uber. It's the other one where you can get anything delivered basically. Okay. Um, and I had a vape delivered to my house <laughs> <laughs> and I created, I created like, I created an email with, <clears throat> so that I could create an account so that a uh, Postmates, that's what it was. So oh, Postmates. Uh, Postmates. Yes. And this is when Jewel was still in play and mm-hmm. I posted made it myself a Jewel and I'm just <laughs> sitting out in the back and I'm just like, oh, I feel like so sneaky. And so, so <laughs> fast forward. I end up taking on this habit for like two years. Oh my God. Not saying anything to anyone. Nobody knew. And I would do it when I was driving. I would, you know, go up to my room and do it in the bathroom. I was like sneaky. Yeah, because that's the thing with vape. You can't, it's kind of undetectable. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's total alcoholic behavior. Yeah. Oh yeah. What you were doing. Yes. Yes. It was completely (laughs) alcoholic behavior. And we go to we go to Las Vegas, right. for my 40th birthday. And, you know, I'm known to smoke a cigarette in a casino if we go out because everyone else Mm -hmm. is drinking and, you know, I might have one. I don't recommend it. I'm not condoning it. I'm just maybe known to have one if I'm with a bunch of people out and about. Mm -hmm. Um, so we get back on that Monday and we're having, uh, getting a new life insurance policy. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I have to give like a urine test and I didn't know about this. So I'm like, I am so in my mind, I'm like, I am so fucked. I knew we get home like, and I know I have to take it the next morning. So I'm like trying to drink all of this water and I'm Googling like how long does nicotine stay in your system and all this stuff. So anyways, um, (laughs) we go and it's a it's like a friend of ours who's our insurance agent and we're in oh his God. office and he's going oh through God. like our life insurance policy his name's Robbie and he's like um you tested positive for nicotine oh and my god the look that my wife she was like on the other side it's of like, the desk she looks at me and she goes what the 
fuck? And I'm like, no, no, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. Like, I was like, so premium. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Doubled, doubled. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. God. So that was a few years ago and that's how I got caught. And so then I stopped. Um, but oh my god, total that's, alcoholic behavior. Yeah. Well, but see. I was I was justifying it to myself, like, oh, this is better than drinking. This is a way for me to feel relaxed. It's a way right. for me to do this or do that. Right. You know, I deserve it. All of the same bullshit. It's all that the I justifications. Was, yeah. Yes, it's all of the same things that I was doing mm-hmm. with alcohol, I was doing with vaping. Yeah. Well, and I've never really did. told that story out loud. So every all listeners, Aww. you're you're the first to know. <gasps> Thanks, Daniel. Yeah. Thanks gotta for keep, your vulnerability. Got to keep it raw in here, you know? Gotta That's keep right. It real. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a sinking feeling, something like that. And to revisit that feeling just for a moment, like the <laughs> feeling that I would feel if uh, someone rolled up on me while I'm chugging out of a vodka bottle, yes. you know, it's probably similar, that sinking feeling where you're like, fuck i can't there there's nothing i can say to get out of this right now well and we're in the room with like this person yeah, like who's official a, a, a friend and a business and a, owner and i'm just oh like so there's like no there's no way that i can never see you again either oh <laughs> you know? no it's yeah. never been spoken of we've never really stood. well no because you can't you know you can't breach that it's not like at a yeah. party but like hey remember right. that one time yeah but it's just like so i'm at a birthday party like I guess on Sunday, this last Sunday, and I was just like, oh, fuck. And oh Caroline's God. like, I think Robbie's going to be there. She says it to me like, ha, 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 because she knows. That I doubt time- Robbie even remembers at this point. Oh, I Robbie's- guarantee he remembers. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, because it was so, it was so probably awkward. the most, so awkward, most tense moment I've ever been involved with. <laughs> It'd be like getting into a fight with your spouse, like, and then there's someone sitting across the desk. Yeah, right there. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. And I just wouldn't admit it. I would not admit it in that moment. And, um, and I was like, no, it's because I had a cigarette in Vegas. And he's like, no. Yeah, that wouldn't do it. That wouldn't do it. That wouldn't do it. Daniel, it's it's time to stop lying. Yeah, basically is what he was like, cut the bullshit. And I was like, oh, (laughs) Oh, so on the car ride ride home, I'm like, okay, I have been. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. We, we do tend to go to other things sometimes that aren't, to us don't seem as bad as alcohol, but like you're saying, it's a lot of the same reasons, justifications, hiding habits, all that stuff. Isn't the same psychology. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think that's why you have to stay on top of your recovery. I think that's why mm-hmm. I consider myself a recovering alcoholic because absolutely if I'm not always. focused, my behaviors will very much lend themselves to alcoholic, like being an alcoholic, even if the vessel isn't alcohol. Right. Just the lying and the cheating and the sneaking and the justifying and you know, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not cheating like cheating on my spouse, people. Don't get it twisted. Uh, yeah. Come on. Everybody calm down. Yeah. Um so I guess the conclusion of our question FAQ yes <laughs> is that neither of us have ever used meds official meds to get through our sobriety or our detox they are out there and are and what we know from our own personal experience which is not advice for anyone right is that it's always a great idea to talk to a professional yeah talk to your doctor and things that may work for one person may not work for someone else and it's all trial and error but there's, I think that some people have a, there's a stigma associated with that. Like you needed a med to get you through. Who gives a fuck? 
That's my right. attitude. I don't care. I don't care if it's, you know, if it's something guided by a physician, legal and helping you use it all arrows points. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Agreed. And what's this, where's the stigma with being an alcoholic? You know, it's like, yeah, people are like, oh, I can't take medicine. Yeah. Well, you've been drinking like a fifth of whiskey every day for yeah, like yeah, yeah. six years. So I don't <laughs> right. know. Heads or There's, tails. You can think of stigma associated with anything. Anything. 100%. There's always haters. Haters. Are you hate. doing? You just did crisscross applesauce. I just did crisscross applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we sit. I can't sit that way in this chair in my dungeon in the basement of my house. It's like the only way I fit on this, uh, whatever I'm sitting in. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's move on to the next question. Okay. Uh, a lot of people ask if I've lost any friends in the process mm -hmm. of getting sober. Uh, why don't you go first with that? Because I feel like our experiences are so different that they I was are. fast track, like, my progression was so quick and yours was more of a, uh, a longer, slower progression. And you have more of a potential to be able to answer this, I think a little better. Yeah. And I think you, what we've known about your friendships is you have these like small ride or die friendships that have been lifelong. Whereas I, right. I really don't have those kinds of friendships and I would definitely say, yes, I lost friends. And mm. Um, we've talked about this on a previous episode and I've done TikToks about this, but I view it like an arena, like friends, people just move to different seats in the arena of your mm. life. Like some people okay. that were front row when I was drinking, drinking was our love language is what we did is what we had in common. Like, let's go right. see a baseball game because we can drink before the game and we can drink during the game. We can have a few beers after the game, right? Those connections just faded when I wasn't drinking. Because I didn't want to be around, you know, to, to protect my sobriety, I didn't want to be around the drinking. So I would decline invites. Um, and then eventually those relationships just proved to not be three-dimensional. They were two-dimensional and the dimensions were alcohol, right? And alcohol. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. two one-dimensional, I guess. I don't fucking know right. what dimension, but <laughs> definitely. But then I also had, it's harder to say because... Um, I had so much change going on in my life while I quit drinking. Cause I also like left my job and I also moved and I did some other things that shook up friendships naturally anyways. Mm -hmm. But I will say like the core friends from our like original friend group of couple friends that we had when we first moved here, we are still friends with, we're still good friends with them. I still consider them very good friends, but like my any new friends that I've made, any new friendships that have meant significantly something to me are all people who don't drink or they're mm -hmm. people who don't drink very often. It's not a must do. Like they can go out and golf 18 holes and not have to have six beers. Right. If that makes sense. So mm -hmm. I have, I wouldn't know, say that I've like lost friends. I just, I don't view it that way as a loss. I view it as a mm -hmm. shift. Like my friendships right. have shifted and four quarters is better than a hundred pennies. Mm -hmm. So I, I view it like the quality of friendships I have now are, are better than, and I don't mean that in a rude way. They're just more focused and mm -hmm. more authentic and, and a little bit deeper, a little bit more raw than the friendships I had when I was drinking. Right. So that's my answer. 
I think that a lot of young people who try to stop who are are going through the process of trying to stop drinking and their entire social life correct is uh revolves around partying and that can be a really scary and lonely place to put yourself in um and it can be very isolating and i i'm not speaking from experience okay I, i'm i'm only talking about people that i've had you know Uh, I've heard people at meetings, young people at meetings and people on social media uh, talk about their loneliness, their isolation, especially young people. I remember when I first started um, going to meetings, um, not before I officially got sober, but this sober time for me. And I first started going back and there was this young guy there i believe he got a dui because he had to get like a paper signed every time yeah and he was at every meeting because i was going every day after work or um and those meetings he was at and i remember him speaking up and saying where do i find where can i find friends and i just (laughs) my uh, my heart was shattered for this guy Mm -hmm. because he was in his 20s you know he had just moved here from another state like some other people's circumstances make it really hard to break up with if that's how you want to put it right you know they're drinking buddies or their social circle yes and i'm not i'm not sure how i think with age comes wisdom and comes confidence and comes you know comfort comfort in your own skin and being able to be like yeah, I'm cutting that out. And that's just the way it has to be. If I was 25 and getting sober as me as a 25 year old, I'm not sure I'd be able to, you know, have the confidence and the willpower and like the self-assurance to say a hundred percent. You're not because at at 25, I knew I needed to stop drinking. I knew I had a problem, but I was like, fuck this. There's no way Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be able to survive or thrive Mm -hmm. in this ecosystem of being social, being at this age and stage without drinking. Now that's a regret because I want, you know, one of my jobs, and I don't talk about my work a lot on here is I work at a treatment center for young men that are 18 to 25 and they come from all over the country and I see their growth and their connection and their community. And they all end up, most of them end up staying here and living here after they finish because there are pockets and places and areas where in recovery, if you find community, there are a lot of young people in recovery, but it takes, you're not going to find them at the bar, (laughs) you know, you're not going to find them at the bar. And if the bar is like what you do in your Mm twenties, right. It's, I can see how it's so overwhelming to think about stopping. Whereas I was 35, married, had one child, owned a home, like was working on starting my own company. Like there were things that I could do to focus on it. I didn't, I could say things like, I, well, I don't need those friends anymore because I have to focus on what's important to me. But yeah. if you're a solo vessel at any age and stage, if you are just by yourself, you know, single, or, you know, you don't have that accountability yeah. or that support it can be very, very isolating and really challenging to stop drinking because alcohol in many ways was my best friend. Right. So it's like yeah. losing, losing your best friend initially, and then losing more friends after that in the right. form of real people. I do remember this young man I'm talking about. I remember some people more closer to his age saying things to him like, 
you need to remember what you like doing and get online and get on like groups, like right. whatever social media, find, like, if you like to hike, find a hiking group, you know, or find whatever, whatever someone golf, what was <laughs> That's yeah. a horrible, a horrible <laughs> example or like a right. Okay. For me specifically, let's say at the time I was really heavy into running and there's plenty of, you know, running groups. And then you form friendships based on spending a lot of time with these people that do stuff like that. It sounds very cliche and very entitled, like find a running group like that. And it's not how I'm trying to sound, but we do have the benefit of the interwebs at our right. fingertips Put yourself where you out can there. search out groups. Yeah. But you have to have, I have heard that people have to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you, you have to be motivated to yeah. want something like that. It's not just going to fall into your lap. You're not no. going to suddenly make, and believe me, when I made my little friend group of my sober peeps, my sober homies, you know, from the, meetings I went to. I've talked about them many times. I don't think that we had a whole lot in common other than sobriety. And that's why we needed each other in the moment. Right. But um, for a young person, maybe that's enough, you know, maybe that's enough to, to make some good friendships. You know, I think, so. I think it is. I think community is really important. And I think, I mean, I, I know young people that use, this is funny and this is not an ad, but they use Bumble BFF. What's that? Bumble is a dating app, but they I created know Bumble is, but what's the BFF, BFF is to like looking for like oh, platonic friends. Yeah. To like find platonic, huh. like friendships. And there's all huh. these different ways and categories and things. And it's a great way to find groups like you're talking about for young people. Interesting. And so like people will move to a new city. They don't know anybody. They get on there, right. it matches you with people with similar interests. And you can talk about lifestyle choices in there and it'll pair you with potential matches. And hmm. that's, you know, there's like talking about technology, use it to your advantage. Mm. So it, it can yeah. be a good way. And even like, um, through social media, like searching hashtags and finding influencers or finding other people who are in recovery and seeing where they live, or even if they don't live near you, you can still, yeah. you know, have zoom calls or FaceTime calls or right. DM or text, you know, there's different ways to feel connected. Yeah. And then maybe um, meet up another time, like you're doing with your yeah, exactly. Just like with Your the camping trip. trip. Yeah, exactly. Um, shit. I had something in my head to say, Oh, <laughs> here it is. Here's tough love. Here's a little tough love from coming from auntie Jenna. If you have people in your life that don't want to be a part of your life anymore, just because you want to make a positive change for yourself, that's bullshit. Right? Like, come on, come the fuck on. If you cannot find anything to relate to each other about other than drinking, how are we even calling that a friendship in the first place? Right. That is not what creates friendships. That is someone that you like to party with. So if someone wants to dismiss you from their life because you have decided to make a healthy change for yourself, I hate to be this crass, but like, fuck that. It's not, and I know, like I said a little bit ago, you know, with age comes like a little more self-assurance and a little more ability to say things like fuck that, but right. like really like evaluate what these, there are definitely people in my world that I don't see because all they do is party. 
I wouldn't right. consider them close friends of mine now. Right. I have chosen not to hang out with them anymore. As a right. f- almost 50 year old, that even happened to me, right? Yeah. yeah. They were acquaintances through a friend or, you know, they, every time we get together, it's to drink and party, you know, always with a group. And I have, I have removed myself from a lot of those, any of those group. Right. Not that anybody's really busting down my door to come (laughs) hang out, but (laughs) you know, it happens and it's about putting your sobriety first. I know that's easier said than done. I get it, but um, it depends on where you're at in life, your age, your you know, your pastimes, all those things. But having enough self love, which is a really heavy and deep, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it topic. Is. It yeah. is a deep topic. But trying to find that and having enough respect for yourself, I was rereading a journal entry last night, one of my old journal entries, and I am hyping myself up in this fucking journal. I was at a the lowest low time of my life and I am I was fucking burning up this keyboard with all these you know messages to myself of positivity and like being my own hype man. Right. And it's what I needed in the moment. No one else in my world was being my hype man the way I needed it. Right. You got to show up for yourself. Like, yeah, you have to show up for yourself. And if you're so-called friends aren't willing to accept that, then it it needs some evaluation about that relationship. And there's people out there. You just have to search. Like you said, you have to be willing to put in the work. Exactly. Got to put in the work. Do we have time for one more? I don't know. Should we do a part three? We have so many. We have so many. Um, We, yeah, we can, we can come back to this. We can, we can continue on. I don't know. Um, there's so many comments and they overlap so much. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It makes for good material here on does, the pod. Yeah, it does make good material. Well, you know what? We'll keep you guys guessing. So um, thank you so much for joining us. Episode 42 brought to you by Spindrift. Thank you, Jenna, as always. Thank you, Daniel, as always. And uh, thank you for my, listening. My California. <laughs> yeah, your, your California. My male version. Guy. That's right. <laughs> I'll be here all week. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Take care. Bye.